You're listening to Parenting Unplugged. It's the podcast where we talk all things parenting tweens and pre-tweens. Oh my lordy, it's the age where our bubs literally grow up overnight in front of our eyes. They ask for the phone, they see things and hear things we're not ready for them to and they are going through so, so many changes. But what they need most is our understanding and our love. So come with us on a journey as we find out all about growing up and parenting in today's world. Going to school, puberty, periods, sex ed, gaming, friendships, social media, and so much more. We're talking to Kath from Sex Ed Rescue today about dads, raising daughters, periods, and other challenges. I'd like to ask about dads if we can start off, Kath. They've obviously never had their periods, obviously. How do they talk to their girls if they feel uncomfortable? And it can be awkward because a lot of mums struggle with talking to boys about erections and wet dreams and ejaculation and sperm because they haven't experienced that themselves. So for dads, it's quite, you know, it's quite healthy to feel a little unsure and uncomfortable because they haven't actually experienced a lot of it themselves. And if they've had a female partner, there's a very good chance that she didn't openly talk about her period either. So books, I think, I I am a huge fan of books and I just think books are a great way to start a conversation. So it can be a matter of finding a book that talks about puberty or just about periods and saying, hey, I bought this book for you um, or buying some pads for them. Even going to the chemist and asking someone at the chemist, like, okay, I'm, I'm a dad and my daughter's going to have a period soon. I don't know what to buy. What should I buy? And one of the women there will help find that product or taking her to the supermarket with you. Go late at night when there's hardly anyone there because um, a lot of girls feel really shy and embarrassed standing in that, I call it the pad aisle at the Mm -hmm. supermarket and there's so much choice. It's so easy to get overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed looking at the products myself. Um, And yeah, so books can just be a great way to start the conversation. Or finding a teachable moment, watching TV with the kids um, because you do see those ads come on TV that are about periods. So you could then use that as an opportunity like the ad comes up with the blue blood on the pad and you could then say, oh, you're going to get your period soon. Do you know what a period is? And then Mm. start the conversation that way. I've never really even thought about that, like what to buy. Of course, we just take that for granted because we've been getting our periods for years. Are there any other things that dads need to know about? It's little things like a father. Like how can you tell them how often to change your pad when you've never worn one? Um, so that's why the books can be really helpful because there is a lot of there's a lot of questions that girls want to know and they don't get it at school. If they're lucky, they might. But I know my daughter, when they had the puberty chat at their primary school, all they talked about the fact was the fact that they might start to feel different and they'd grow taller. They didn't talk a single thing about periods, boobs, pubic hair, erections. It was just about emotions and they ticked the box and met the government criteria. <laughs> so Please. you can't, yeah, you can't guarantee that's 
schools will do it. We're starting, now depending on where you live, um, there's a woman called Jane Bennett and she does the celebration days for girls, which is like a one-day workshop where girls come and a group of young girls who may have had a period or may not have and she'll spend the whole day talking to them about what happens with a period and that sort of stuff. But I think this is where books can be really important because you know there's some great books that just answer absolutely every single question that you might have about a period. How often do you change? How do you know when you're going to change? Yeah, there's a lot of really basic stuff that we take for granted. You know, which way do you put the sticky on for a pad? Do you put it up or do you put it down towards the pants? Some mm. girls think that they've got to have the sticky so it sticks to their skin, not to their pants. And also period pants. I'm such a huge fan of period pants. They are just wonderful. And that's a new thing that a lot of us don't know about. But basically what they are are a pair of underpants with a pad in them. So it's inbuilt. And the Moddy Body ones are the ones that I've used myself. And um, I've got them for my daughter. And I actually found that the Moddy Body ones were the best ones. They held a lot of blood before they started um, getting leaking. And if they did leak, it was only around the elastic leg. So period pants are really good. Why I get excited about them is girls worry that when they're going to get their first period that it's going to happen, first of all, on a day at school. It's going to happen at the start of the day and it's going to bleed everywhere so they're going to stand up and the back of their skirt will be covered in blood. This is their big fear um, and this is what they think is going to happen. So they worry and some of them will start wearing pads every day for months before because they're just so worried about bleeding through and everyone knowing and never being able to go to school again. So why I like period pants is if you've got a girl who's anxious and some are more anxious than others, you can actually get them to wear the period pants as a daily thing and then they sort of know that if it's going to happen, they're going to be covered, they're going to be fine. And anyone who's listening who wants more information on these topics, they can go to sexedrescue.com and also find some links on your YouTube page. Yeah, yeah, that's my website. I've got a um, puberty page there now and I've just spent the last month updating everything on that page so that there's a lot yeah it's a lot easier to find information yeah and I've got that um, YouTube channel there it is a little bit like the Wild West though um, my YouTube channel I try to keep it clean um, but I the videos I target from the age of 8 to about originally 12 but I've got a lot of teenagers on there as well and um, it's worth having a look at just to look at the comments the questions that people are asking and you can see the information that they're being exposed to and how they're struggling to make sense of it yeah it's enlightening but it's also a little bit scary we also wanted to get a dad's perspective. So we caught up with Michael Ray who has an eight-year-old daughter Charlie. Here's what he had to say. Hi, Michael. Your daughter, Charlie, is almost eight years old and you're a single dad. How have you, or have you, I should say, started talking to her about puberty and periods? haven't actually started the conversation yet, Sarah. We've had the broad-based conversations around consent and appropriateness as far as physicality and uh, what should and shouldn't happen. And as far as listening to your inner voice, what you're comfortable with and what you're not, but uh, I would expect I would start those conversations around the 10 years old. 
Yeah, and they do say that girls, again, all girls vary, but girls can get their periods anywhere between 10 or even 9 if they're early, through to 13 or 14 years old. So in regards to that, when you do start these conversations, how comfortable do you think you will be in having them? I'll be very comfortable, Sarah. If Charlie sees that I'm uncomfortable or I wince in any way or anything, it's just going to make her uncomfortable as well. It's a completely natural thing. She has um, me. It's all all down to me. As I was saying earlier, uh, being a solo dad, it's been great. I've had to step into roles that normally without thinking, I probably would have referred off to a mum, but that Mm -hmm. option's just not there. And uh, it's been fantastic to be able to uh, consider all of the things that go into it. Yeah. And so in regards, I guess I'm looking at the area of support here. In regards to periods, there's some information that women, we just know because we've been getting our periods for years. So there's things that we're familiar with and have tried and tested like sanitary items, for example, uh, as well as other um, support areas such as the body body period underwear that we've been talking about. And these days when you walk down the pad aisle, there's so many products to choose from. How will you approach this? Where will you get support from? Um, if I'm allowed to give a plug for a uh, Facebook page that reached out to me, it's called uh, Coming of Age Circles for Girls. They already reached out and said when I'm ready and they do... Um, camps and conferences around this exact thing and uh, they've had a few fathers attend that are in uh, my situation where they're solo dads but also uh, where the wives will send them along as well because it's a completely normal and natural part of life and Charlie's got to be just as comfortable with it as well so uh, I will be gladly taking them up on their offer. There, there are so many experts out there, doctors and everything like that if we have issues Yeah, exactly. And from following you and knowing you, you have a a, a lot of open conversations with Charlie as it is. What tips and advice or what tips or advice do you have for other dads out there raising daughters, whether they be single dads or two dad families? What are some of the tips and advice you have for them? Uh, My advice is always to, I let Charlie lead lead the way. She's an equal in uh, our relationship. On Sundays, we have the the rule where it's her day, she gets to pick everything, what we eat, what we wear, where we go, and she'll start with the list on Saturday night <laughs> and uh, check boxes the whole lot because the thought of her being dominated or seeking uh, guidance from any future partner uh, that she might have, uh, I, I don't want her to be with an authoritarian, uh, somebody I wanted to be an equal. So if Charlie turned around to me, and said to me, Dad, I'm uncomfortable with this, then I'd have to uh, accept that. So it's all about building that trust and relationship leading up to it and not just jumping in at the deep end and going, right, but you're going to get your period. So here's what I'm going to do. And it would be a big shock if we didn't have that trust and that relationship and connection leading up to it. So it's it's uh, it's been just her and I since she was two and a bit. And... Uh, there's nothing that's sacred in our household. Mm. And they say that's the best way to do it, don't they? I mean, the more open you are with all of the conversations and uh, the more you simply answer any questions they have or talk about things they've heard about at school, the easier it is to have those, I guess, tricky conversations as they get older. Yeah, and also too, I'm so clear with her, but I don't know everything, but together we can find it out. So let's let's go and look, what do you think it is? 
and I'm a big believer. I try my hardest to answer every one of her questions with a question. She'll say, you know, Dad, how do I spell this? And I'll go, well, how do you think? And mm. gets it and, Dad, what do you think about this? Well, I'm not sure, but what do you think? And then just letting it guide because it's not about her becoming the person I think she should be. It's about me uncovering who she actually is and supporting it. Yeah, I love that. Now, just quickly, you came into, the, I guess, we could call it the public eye a little a few years ago. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, was this when you weren't allowed backstage at a dancing concert? Yes, the um, Charlie's three-year-old ballet concert was fine. There were no issues. And then at the four-year-old ballet concert, uh, they had a, a male band. And I pointed out to them that it was just Charlie and myself in our family. And their next response was, well, does she have an auntie or a nana or something? I said, she's got all of those, but I'm a parent. Mm. And then they, they said, well, you know, we can't have men backstage because of all the, the little girls. And I'd pointed out to them, well, there are two boys in the class as well, you know, and yet you've got all the, the women around. And then they mm. went to the, well, it's a child protection issue. Well, I've got my working with children check and all the rest of it. But then all of the other mums, and I say other, I include myself in the group, uh, they all had a revolt and they said, well, if Michael's not allowed backstage, uh, we're not going to let our children uh, participate either. And everyone, I got approached by a lot of men's groups and things like that, and they were saying, good on you, standing up for father's rights. And that's why I'd point out, so at that point, it was never about my rights or father's rights. It was about Charlie's rights. She couldn't mm. be the only child backstage without a parent. So mm. um, that's why I said now, Ed, and at that stage, we were going through the marriage equality debate, and that's why I pointed out to him. I said, how are you going to deal when there's two fathers? You know, families come, the nuclear family is dying now, and this is going to happen more and more and said and this is your chance to get on the uh, front foot here and say what a wonderful diverse supportive um, group of parents we have at this school and we want to foster and encourage this but uh, the sex discrimination commissioner and the Herald Sun jumped on it and next minute we're on the news national news and BBC radio and it just went went silly. Yeah, and we were talking before this interview about, and we, we could go on forever, but about dads raising daughters, single dads, two dad families, our sons, equality, and the world that we're raising our children in. For anyone who wants to find out more about you, they can visit michaelray.com.au. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-R-A-Y.com.au. Interesting to get a dad's perspective as well. And good luck to Michael when he does start those conversations with his daughter, Charlie. And thank you to Kath from Sex Ed Rescue for joining us to help us piece everything together in how we do talk to our daughters about their periods. This podcast is brought to you by Modibody Reusable Leak-Proof Undies, the environmentally friendly alternative to disposable pads and tampons. Modibody are a station support partner for Little Rockers Radio.